Do a hairband. Do you know how offensive that is? <laughs> just found out on the floor. Yeah, I'll have it. I'll take it for later, but I'm not tying my hair up. No, I'm just saying, do you want a hairband? Because I found it on the floor. I don't want you to tie your hair up. Please don't You're tie your now. hair up. It did sound quite prescriptive, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> do you want a hairband? Yeah, do you like, want to sort that out? I'm like having my hair down that's like when someone offers you a mint. Yeah, well, that's Would that's you like loaded, a mint? But that, that or offers you a shower? That didn't mean to be loaded. I just saw a hairband and thought, hey, do you want a hairband? Would you like some uh, some soap? No. Would you like some um, fart-reducing underwear? <laughs> Would, is, does it reduce, reduce or does it Would you like this mask for your face? There are those flatulent underwear. Where, Flatter and like, pants. Yeah, and like <laughs> the actual photo on the, the box is a guy with his nose so deep inside someone's asshole. It is, yeah, it, is, it is bad. I wondered if that was real or if that was no, it's a real. joke. No, it's, it's a real big thing. time real. The one I saw was a, a, a woman with her nose in a man's butt. Hey. Hot. <laughs> no, because he was farting and she couldn't smell it. <laughs> That's hotter than him farting in her that's being a, That's a very it. specific fetish, isn't it? The absence of fart where there should be. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel the gust, but not the scent? I no, mean, because the know. gust is the scent. The scent is the gust. Yeah. That's it's a gust philosoph- of scent. Philosophical, man. Yes, I had a really, a really, really dumb philosophical, like, faux philosophical thought the other night that I said to Seb. Oh, God. Laugh, and it was, to the pancake, the spoon is as sharp as the knife. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, you, well, I mean, that's the kind of that's the kind of level of of thoughts you have when you eat pancakes every day of your life. Welcome to Forever in Bloom. Hello. Um, this is an exploration, investigation, and celebration of Jeff Goldblum's cinematic career. I'm Seb. I'm, I'm Beth. Uh, no, I'm Liam. Liam. <laughs> That'll do. Moving on. One take. Uh, Beth, could you tell us about the, what we're watching today? You know, I never get asked this. And yes, then why on, I wanted on the to one ask you. film that I actually just have no fucking clue what even happens, I get asked. <laughs> well, let's move past it, Liam. No, no, I'll, I'll try. Yeah, Let me try. Better for okay. Beth. Let me try. Okay. See if you can do it. So um, it's this weird parallel universe where... Uh, it's called Threshold. From oh. 1981. We already said that. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. Oh. It's the, this is episode seven. This is film 13. Okay. Threshold. Um, so it's set in... Where is it set? America, it, It's, it's actually filmed in a, a hospital that was built like that year, a brand new thing called Ottawa Hospital or something. So Ottawa. It's just somewhere in America. It's somewhere in miscellaneous America. city. Uh, uh, Ottawa's in Canada. It is a Canadian film, is sorry. It? It's a Canadian oh, film. Okay, yeah. so in Canada, um, and we're celebrating National Heart Day. Open Heart Day. So heart surgery is taking off, basically. Yeah. And uh, there's this, this surgeon who... <laughs> What? You just look terrified right? <laughs> trying to explain I'm this film. My best. <laughs> There's a surgeon who's revolutionising, revolting, <laughs> revolutionising. Sorry. There's a surgeon who's revolutionising heart surgery, yeah. open heart surgery, and he's basically saved a bunch of kids. And he walks around at this awards ceremony going, This kid nearly died in front of the little kid's face. <laughs> 
and then going, but thanks to me, it's not dead. Oh, yeah, he does that thing where he compares the twins and he's like, which one had surgery? Yeah. You can't tell. You can't, tell, is... you can't tell them apart anyway, but one of them nearly died and they didn't. Thanks That's uh, to me. Dr. Thomas Rain, who's played by Donald Sutherland, which yeah. is the second film in a row he's in. He was in yeah. Body Snatchers, wasn't he? Donald Sutherland, yes. Um, he was quite a big deal back in the day. Hmm. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, and then he, uh, so he he has this um, rapport with all of his patients, and he he's no he's bigged up in the in the rapport. I would world. also say they say that in the film, but what you see isn't necessarily the best rapport. He has yeah. I've wrote down that his bedside manner is whack. Is it because Why? at one point he walks up to this old dude and is like, "How are you feeling?" and he just goes, "I'm freezing," and his response is, mm-hmm. and he walks away. How are you feeling? I'm freezing. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. He does. He just walks out of the room. But then he, goes, he also mm-hmm. has. He also has um, clients. Are, they, are you a client? No, you're not. Patient. Patients. <laughs> clients. God, okay. that, that's um, a year of working in advertising. I guess. Um, he has. He has client. No, not clients. Patience. He has patients who like approach him outside the hospital, and, yeah, and he's he's quite. Um, He's prolific. Gentle with them. Yeah. And he shows an interest in their lives and he, he really cares about people. Well, he's that... alluded to being like the best heart surgeon in the world. Yeah, he, yeah. He's got, there's, this, the, there's a bit of a stereotype that pops up in quite a few mediums, which is like the sort of rock star doctor. Or the, or, the, or the rock star, yeah. or the doc star. I, I, I kind of got the this because I felt like in this, in this that universe... That sounds like a very, very different thing, being a doc star. Doc star? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Rock star doctor. But I feel like in this, in this universe... Um, they are treated a bit like celebrities and you have the episode mm. episode yeah. what's my brain doing today you have the, the scene where um, Jeff Goldblum like introduces himself to the main surgeon and he treats mm. him like a yeah. celebrity um, he's amazed to see him I guess if you're in that world though these people are mm. the celebrities well, I was wondering is is it is does this happen in real life or is is this just like a weird element of this sci-fi in which the, well, there are there is like this celebrity a few of the reviews I've world. read I read one that was from a guy that is a surgeon and he absolutely adores this film he said that although the the elements that are sci-fi the fact that artificial hearts on this level were years and years and years and years away and still aren't really perfect with what they have sort of put forward in this film now but he said in terms of like the characters and Donald Sutherland's character Thomas Frayne he said is a really real and honest character like he said he saw a lot of his friends that are surgeons within that character okay um, and he said there's a lot of like it's quite a, an honest look and apparently like a bit of a grounded look at like the world of surgeons kind of mm. thing and heart surgery yeah uh, but just has at that point, uh, the core of it, which is the artificial heart stuff, is like the science fiction because that wasn't possible by any means. I mean, is it possible now? I Does think there exist? was like the first artificial heart surgery in the last like 10 years. I, I, I remember it being newsworthy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's happened in the last decade, okay. I think. But um, at this point in the 80s when they were making it, and uh, probably the late 70s yeah, when they were so making it, 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 it was never going to happen. So it's considered pretty sci-fi. So it's yeah. interesting that we're watching a film from the 80s which is considered a sci-fi but mm. actually kind of is true now. Yeah. Like has, mm. I mean, we are basically in a sci-fi. I, I don't know how much of like the actual science when, he, when they're talking about like the pulses and how and the it actually makes the heart the, work yeah, with yeah. different valves and yeah. using different materials. I don't know how much of that is actually right because I mean, I was I'm quite a, convinced. a medical boy. Yeah, I was quite convinced by um, Jeff's uh, so, so Jeff is plays a, a young um, scientist. I think they call him an offbeat scientist. Yeah, he he's like he's Doctor Aldo to... Gehring. Great name. What? Doctor Aldo Gehring. Oh right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's he's like fully backing this um, artificial heart. Yeah. Um, and he's been 
working on the project for 12 years. Yeah, and it's his, like, child, isn't it? Yeah, it's how his, he thinks his baby. baby project. Yeah. Um, and then he's trying to fight um, the, the older people within... I keep, I keep wanting to say the NHS, but it's Canada. Yeah, like what? Just, just the medical, medical industry. Yeah. Industry. Well, it's who the ethics community that he's like the mm. ethics committee that uh, Rain is running into mm. because uh, there's strange ethics around artificial uh, organs and stuff at this point, and whether they should be done. And they're kind of yeah. Rain backs Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that's Jeff's his name. character. Aldo Gehring. He's the guy that this. He's created this artificial heart design. By not like replicating hearts and just trying to rather than replicating the design, trying to do something else that actually still does the function. Kind yeah, of thing. he says um, it's what nature would have made if she knew how. Yeah, and he <laughs> goes on to say that the aeroplane flies better than a bird. Yeah, and we've, yeah. like humans have made something that that works better and is more functional mm. than. There's some really nice like little moments of dialogue and like There's, um, uh, monologues in this. I there feel. is the first introduction of uh, Jeff's character to the sort of investor gentleman. Yeah. Um, his talk that about is Edgar Fine, I think. That's right. Played by John Merle- Marley. Um, so there's that there's that scene where they're sort of getting dinner. Yeah. And the the older guy sort of isn't fully convinced. And there's a slow zoom on Jeff while he's saying, <laughs> you know, like at the end of your life, if you could, you know, uh, get one more year or one more week or even one more peaceful hour, yeah. would you? One day, you may feel a terrible thing happen inside you, and there will be a pain that's uh, so deep, so mortal, we have no way to even gauge it. Uh, You can't breathe, uh, you can hardly move. You know one thing, the mountain of death is on you. You would give anything in the world for just one ordinary breath. The crab is crushing your heart. If at that moment, uh, with the grave open before you, uh, with nothing on earth that can save you uh, uh, from slipping down that steep slope and forever, if at that moment you could have one more year, would you take it? If you were able to have one more week, even one peaceful hour? And as it was like slowly zooming in on his face, and so he was sort of talking about that, like I was like fully in. Yeah. I was there. Like I this is like, a much more reserved performance than we've seen yeah. in any of the other films of Jeff so far. But I probably, it's I pretty, might say it's his best performance. I think like, it's his best performance so far. Wise. Do you think? I think I was, I was hooked on him. I thought, because yeah. this is... He wasn't just being himself, you know. I mean, there's was, there was elements of like the way he talks and mm. who Jeff is and how he comes across in it. But he's a lot more playing a character here than he has in other things. Like whereas between the lines, he's you're playing on Jeff's character and his uh, like confidence within that, that that is put onto the character he's playing, you know, for it to work well. Mm. But whereas this, I feel like he's really playing a, a character piece kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I think the, the common theme with all of the characters he's played so far is that he, he represents some kind of um, resistance. Yeah. He, he is mm. like the alternative voice. He mm. he is like the crux of the conflict. Whether good or bad. Yeah. yeah, he gets that quite a lot where he you always feel like he's having to fight his side mm. or having to prove something. I wonder whether that's a choice or just something that's happened, you know, whether he's actually chosen to play roles that are a bit more inclined, like linked yeah, to stuff. Yeah, I don't know how much about. choice he would have had at this early stage of his career or how much he would have just had to accept roles, but it is interesting that all of the roles he's been cast in have this similar yeah. theme throughout. The editing is kind of fucked in this film. Do you think points. so? Yeah, there was like a couple of shots that just or scenes that just cut off so jarringly. Like, um, I think it was kind of early on in the film. They were out. For, it wasn't out for dinner with the 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 investor. It was with someone else. Another dinner scene, and there was mm. this guy that was giving this quite interesting monologue. And then at the end of his sentence, it just like smash cut to a plane landing, 
And the the shot was just for like nearly a minute of this plane just slowly landing and going down a runway. And it's like, I was way more interested in the shit that dude was saying mm. than this long shot of a plane. They do that a few times. They do that when they cut to the uh, the motorcycle accident. Yes. Yeah. And that's a long, that's like a sudden abrupt change and then a long, slow movement on this yeah, motorcycle. Like, so revealing the, the victim. Yeah, revealing the victim, but also revealing the fact that they could clearly only afford to have like four cars yeah. queuing up <laughs> because obviously it meant that they wanted to create the illusion that yeah. this accident happened and it had stopped everything. Yeah. But there's a very large gap where these cars <laughs> can pull over and there's only four of them and they yeah. could definitely move out the way, but obviously... Just trying to make it look like it's... It was quite low budget. Actually, I've got the budget. Yeah. It was, was 5.7 million Canadian dollars, which is... Um, Wait, yes, which is yeah, like three point three mil. Oh, that's that's pretty low. Yeah, three point three mil in the seventies. In the eighties. Yeah. Well, yeah, like seventies, but it'll go a lot further than now, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, so pretty low. Budget. I mean, it's nothing now. Yeah. Do you remember uh, in the film what they call how they refer to the accident that no? the, the guy's in? Um, the guy just calls up the the hospital and he's just like, "Oh yeah, we've got a guy in a bad smash up." <laughs> Yeah, so I guess, yeah, Bad carrying on with the plot. The, Bad smash up. These guys it get together and they like work on this sorry. like artificial heart and then um, <laughs> <laughs> so you get through the sorry, plot Liam. so we can carry on. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, Bad smash up sounds like a TV dinner mostly involving some kind of mashed potato. Fuck me. Oh no, I'm thinking of smash. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, smash. Never mind. Smash up. Continue. Um... You yeah, could Jeff and Donald, fuck you. Jeff and Donald Sutherland work on uh, this heart, and yeah, fuck it. I mean, I've lost that anyway. I want to hear what Seb has to say. I was going to say, if you have like a kind of basic dinner, but you want to like fancy it up, you could say you're going to smash it up. You know, you're going to smash up this dinner by adding smash some smash. It up. Oh, or you could add like a slide of smashed avocado. Yeah. That'd be like smashed. Yeah, but I'm talking about smash. Oh, what about, okay, what if you got smash and you mixed up some smashed avocado in and you had like a. Uh, fancy and uh, that's like millennial smash. I millennial like smash. Yeah. yeah, that's actually also the name of my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> millennial smash. Do you reckon we could counterbalance the expense of the avocados, avocados with the cheapness with of the the smash. cheapness of smash? Absolutely. <laughs> and maybe we would be able to buy a house. I think we're onto something. Yeah. Because if if we if I stop buying fresh potatoes to make mashed potato with, <laughs> I will be able to afford to buy a house. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. That is what the media has led me to believe. Yeah, that's what I believe as well. I'm spending too much on fresh vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. We're importing yeah. them from Chile. Actually, that's actually really sad because we're actually fucking up a lot of... Yeah. A lot of... um. What is it? What is it we're fucking up? We're fucking up something in the Chile. The environment? Is it the environment or is it workers' rights or I mean, something? To or be honest, all of it? probably all of these. Yeah. Liam, you've been quiet for a bit. Sorry, I was reading some things. I zoned out. I had... Are we talking about Chile? We're talking about Smash! Still, <laughs> in relation to the political unrest in Chile, how the fuck did we get there? Potatoes from Smash Up. Well, it's sm- <laughs> Smash Up, Smash Potatoes, Avocados, Chili. Chile. This sounds like great listening. So I also realise. Um, so there's this guy who's in the in the in the accident. Um, do we know that he's an organ donor, or did they steal his heart? <laughs> Well, this is very relevant because did you now know that in the UK uh, you have to opt out of being an Ogun an yeah, donor? An yeah, I, I want to be an Ogun donor. I want to be an Ogun donor. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be an, an ogre doormat. 
no. Um, I always thought that that makes way more sense. Yeah. yeah. Having to opt out. Yeah, like, when I fucking die, just... Take my open door. Take it all. Yeah, like, yakitori me up into everyone Squeeze else's... Squeeze me out like, like a fruit and put me yeah. in a bin. Just get some chopsticks, have a little squill around. Yeah, just like, have a little like... squill around. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if, some, if someone needs my eyes, take them. If someone needs my bad lungs, I'll take, take them. I'd let someone take my nipples now. Really? Yeah, they're useless to me. Mate. I think, okay. I mean, what's someone else going to do with nipples? I don't know, if someone really wanted them. If someone doesn't... Someone didn't have any and they really wanted some. They are fun buttons. If they really wanted them, they could have mine. They mean nothing They're not fun buttons if they're just not attached to a human, if they're just in a jar. Oh, no, not in a jar. If they didn't have any <laughs> or and in they a little wanted ring, some, did, I would give them mine. I would donate mine for probably more, probably less money than most. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, like lockets in like old films where people have like a picture of their lover. You also to put my nipple in a locket. <laughs> Can you, you could give my, one to me and one to Seb? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, that'd like, be cute. Like, like, that's like, not cute. Yeah, like those friendship you each things a nipple have, like, locket. The, the, the yin and yang necklaces. That <laughs> oh man, we haven't even got through the plot of this film yet. <laughs> if you had to Ooh. donate one organ, what would, like now, what would you donate? A kidney. I mean, yeah, that's the smart answer is a kidney. But, like, what what don't I need? Kidney. Kidney. Other than kidney. Gallbladder. Do we we need those, I think? No, no one knows what it does. What's it's a gallbladder? Used... Sounds fictional. No, it's a tiny little thing in the body. I think it's just like a, a waste product from evolution. We don't use it anymore. It's like a little ball rolling around inside. Not a little ball, but it's like <laughs> a like little inside. deflated balloon. Oh, I, I don't mean... want that. Get that out of me. Get it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so squeamish. Like, I struggled with this film. I was going to say, yeah. Same. I just want to believe that if you make an incision in a human and you bleed, smash. I don't want to think about I really, really... Enjoyed, like, because I... The surgery scenes were some of the best parts for me. Oh god, no! Especially no. like the, the the main surgery. Yeah, let's let me let's get through this get plot through so people it, know bud. what the fuck we're talking about. So yeah, uh, okay. Dr. Aldo Gehring and Dr. Brain, which is respectively Jeff Goldblum and Donald Sutherland. They get together and against like the advice of the ethics committee, they work on develop this artificial heart and then they use it in a surgery against this uh, like 20 year old girl that Dr. Vrain's like got a bit of a rapport with. Um, yeah. What type of rapport do a we bit, think? A little bit seedy, a little bit fucked A little fucked bit seedy. But I mean, it's yeah. 80s. We, we kind of have to just accept a level of seediness in a lot of these films, unfortunately. You're going to get cancelled, mate, if you're going to say shit like that. <laughs> It was the eighties. We just need to accept. They're not accept it, it but like that's going to be a, it's going to be in all of these films, you know. Sadly, I mean, yeah, it's been in all of these films so far. It was anyway. accepted, and we acknowledge that, but we wouldn't accept it. No, ourselves. I don't. No, it doesn't make it okay now at all. Yeah, by no. any means, or then. CD, CD. Um, but yeah, so there was a bit of a, <laughs> a weird relationship there. But um, she's of age. Uh, yeah. She looks young. She does she, look really she young. Does she does look very she young. She appears outside the hospital. So she is the same age as she is in the film. She's about 21, 22 she, in the film. She, she approaches this surgeon outside the hospital. It's at night. Mm. She's wearing some like nighty, some like pink floral It's like her dress. dad's just dropped her off to come talk to her because he's waiting in the car, isn't he? Yeah, and it and it must be freezing. <laughs> and um, I think we know why she's there. With him. What, she was why? there for a checkup, but she didn't go and see him because they had that discussion. Well, she's ill-prepared, Beth. She has she's, a back. She's going through heart surgery and she just yeah, walk, she's she's walking around without a coat heart, on. She's going to get ill. I mean, yeah. I turn into a, such an old woman when I see young girls without coats on. I'm just instantly... <laughs> I think women should the be able to wear instinct. whatever the fuck they want. But, but if I warm. see, if, yeah, if I see a woman in scantily clad 
tottering around, I just feel sorry for her and I want to give her my coat. It's the mum instinct, isn't it? Yeah. The mother. It's the mother in us all. You want to. You want to protect and, and nest and, and keep them warm. Mm. Yes. So yeah, they go against the advice of the ethics committee to <laughs> put this artificial heart into this girl's body. Even and along the way, you follow him with different surgeons and different successful and failed heart surgeries. And it's just about them kind of going against the grain and getting recognition for doing a very, very risky and kind of morally ambiguous surgery. I guess. Is it? Well, she never explicitly said yes on screen. That's true. He said, like, we have all of these things we're going to try to fix your your broken ticker. And if not, what do you feel about a super experimental untried thing, which was the artificial heart? She inquired about it and asked questions. They then showed her the monkey Enrico that had had... Enrico. Oh, is that what that monkey was yeah, about? Yeah, that monkey had had like the heart in oh. for like nine weeks. Her first question when she asked, when she saw that, was, "Does he know?" <laughs> Which That's is fucking good. insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she saw the monkey, and then we never saw her explicitly say, "Yeah, I'm down for that." But I yeah. understand like Vrain's whole thing because that scene is probably one of my favourites in the film. Is that last surgery scene? Yeah, it's I found very that good. Super intense because he's seeing everything go wrong with her heart. He's trying all the different things to try and keep her alive realises that the only option left, basically, is to try and put that artificial heart in. Mm. Just gives Jeff Goldblum a shout and he runs and gets it and they do the surgery. Um, and it seems to have pulled off and be fine. But it's... It, 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 she, she never explicitly said she wanted that. Mm. And, uh, like, uh, consented to that surgery on screen. She may have done off screen, which is why I think there was a bit of... He got really... Uh, Donald Sutherland got really pissed off at Jeff Goldblum's character when he was going on TV and talking about it being a success because they don't know yet and it was it was all kind of up in the air. So there was a bit of... That's why the ethics committee were against them doing it. Mm. Um, but he kind of, for the sake of wanting this child to live, just went through with it anyway. Mm. Um, which is, I think, why he's kept in such like high regard in this film because mm. of his... Like, his morals are very strong and they, they back up his like ability and skill as a surgeon, you know, to save people. Mm. It's kind of a bit like um, Frankenstein, isn't it? Yeah, I, I actually... There were parts of this film that bugged me, but I really enjoyed it as a whole. I had a really good time. Did I, you? Yeah, I liked it. Mm. This, You're not a fan? It, it, I felt like it kind of washed over me. There were, there wasn't enough... It's quite easy to do that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there wasn't enough like like moments that really held me. I thought Jeff was the best thing about this film. Like I thought Donald Sutherland was really good. Yeah. I think he was better in this than he was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes. Um, yeah, so in general, I'd say... I mean, it's kind of missing one out, but I'm going to get a craft. Fuck it. I gave it a five out of ten. Um, Interesting. Because... Same. There were some moments that I was, like, really glued to the screen and about this story that I... They'd written some characters that I was fairly invested in, in terms, well, the two doctors and their whole plight and... You know, you were saying how you read a review from a surgeon who yeah. really loved it. I, I can imagine... Having having more of a base of knowledge of mm. of this world, um, I think would invite you in more and and make it more enjoyable. It yeah. felt a tiny bit like you know the indie film Primer. No. Have you ever seen that? No. It's um, a sci-fi about these two dudes who met, who accidentally create a, a time traveling machine, 
and it the whole film is just filled with this insane f- like physics jargon and it right. feels so exclusively like not for you it's really yeah. difficult to kind of get in and you never actually, there's never you don't actually see them like time travel really right. there's nothing it's a sci-fi but there's nothing like fantastical mm, about yeah. it it's just a series of conversations and everything happens within things happen within those conversations mm. but you don't really see anything happening right, it okay, really yeah. reminded me of that so I, I do yeah, quite I like an understated that. film. Mm. Um, I actually gave this craft a seven because I thought it was shot really nicely. Do you think? I, I really like the way there it There were some really nice shots, like the one you pointed out to me earlier yeah. where you see the reflection of Rain's hand on a black glass and In his glasses, eyes, and then yeah. it pans out to his, his assistant. I, I just... It's more probably because of the product of its time. I hated the colouring. It's quite flat. Some of the yeah. shots are really nice, but I just it, it just looked quite beige and grey. Hmm... I can see that. We well, don't know I it's filmed it in a sterile. It is filmed yeah. in like a sterile environment. YouTube. Yeah. I watched it on YouTube. That's wild. I didn't even know it was on there. Where did you watch it? Roku. Roku. What's Roku? One of those super legal streaming services. Sorry, I paid nine ninety nine for my film. <laughs> um, so I just, there's just a. Um, we were talking about the conversation where um, they bring out Enrico the monkey. Yeah. Just before then. Um, uh, it's he comes into the room after she's had some like some heart issues yeah before the surgery or anything um, and he's talking about how the hospital used to have a girl that made yogurt from scratch every morning <laughs> um, and like taste some of the yogurt and he's like it's just not as good as it used to be he's got and then some he weird looks at quips. her and says so your heart's not good <laughs> and actually sorry I have it exactly here is your heart's pretty bad. <laughs> Um, That's a weird segue. That it's a weird. This he, yogurt isn't as good as it used to be. Hey, your heart's fucked. <laughs> yeah, he's got some real weird things. He also, um, someone walks into his office and he says, "You want some soup?" Oh and, yeah, and, the and first someone thing. says, "No thanks." And the next person, and he says again, "Leak soup." <laughs> <laughs> I've got a note, I think, from him as well, where he's got like in very high intensity situations, he throws some fucking sass around. Oh, as he well. does. And it was in the sur- one of the surgeries he was doing. I think it was on Henry da Vinci that like. I think I think Italian I dude. I think I know where this is going. And someone said he just says that stitch is four feet long. Do you want me to sew it from the other room? And it's like you're in a fucking high intensity heart, like heart surgery situation. Um, in that in that same in that same scene, he says it feels like we're working on a ripe pear, <laughs> like a fruit. You know. Yeah, some interesting writing. There was a weirdly like sinister tone to this film. I felt like undertone yeah. to it. And I felt like he was trying to make it light hearted because it's so like his. I mean, medical professionals so are like that, aren't they? They're all, they're all very yeah. Like, they're like I've got to find some joy jokes in this. about that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. which probably adds to the, why that surgeon really liked that film. Uh, maybe more mm. to Liam than Beth because I don't know if you've seen it. Does Does Donald Sutherland's Thomas Rain make you think of the recent Benedict Cumberbatch Doctor Strange? No, 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 no. One hundred percent, he does. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, he's a, he's a doc star. <laughs> um, and he's like he's pulling out little jokes and he's he's like you know people clap him when he comes on stage and yeah, also they've got the sharp face Do- Doctor Strange is way more arrogant yeah but they're not the same but they're similar you know because mm, they're two doctors who are who are like very famous for what they do very good at what they do and they have like a slight level of sass and confidence like Doctor Who yes Doctor Who is actually an incredible heart surgeon <laughs> <laughs> he's good at what he does who, walking uh, into boxes that get bigger on in the inside. And then walking out of them somewhere else. Out of all of the people who have played Doctor Who, who would you most trust to perform surgery on you? Because mine would not... I love uh, David Tennant, uh, but it would not be Khan's David Tennant. Dad. The guy from Within and I. John Hurt. Ah. 
I don't know. I don't, What's his name? I don't know. I actually don't know. Almost, I know almost nothing about Doctor Who. So why the fuck? Why do you bring Doctor <laughs> Who up then, Seb? Like, I, Jesus, I, you're always going on about like Doctor I mean, Who, and you Beth, don't even you brought up Doctor Who. Never even seen it. <laughs> yeah, you did bring up Doctor Who. No, I know. I True Bloom. What did you? What did you? What did you, sweet people, give True Bloom? Six. Five. I gave it three. Wow. True Bloom four. Four. Yeah, I gave it three because it's a really good performance and. It's like more reserved from him, but there's a lot in the eyes. So he, there's a lot in his eyes. He's got like a flirty confidence in this film. Yeah, it's got a really passion. Enjoy. It's lower on the scale. It's not the lower rating doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's just that he wasn't as Jeff. You know, he was acting more in this. Hmm. It felt. Yeah, I like the line when I, I don't know why, but when um, the the anti heart crew guy yeah. is like, "How much do you earn?" and he's trying yeah. to sort of about, and he just goes. You can't humiliate me about money. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, he's, he's show, just showing his intelligence. I know this is the character rather than like no, Jeff yeah. bringing this. And it's definitely the way he script. plays it, I think, is really well. He's very comfortable everywhere, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. super comfortable, comfortable in him, himself and he knows his worth. And yeah. I, I rate that a lot. Yeah, I think this is like one of, in terms of because a lot of his other performances have always been to a certain degree a bit goofy. Yeah, this is most serious. Role, I think this I think. is his like most serious and like most. Take it seriously. Role, yeah, it's very serious. Yeah. It's very th- serious, and it's a very serious issue. And you, mm. I rarely see him without those quirks, you know. And I think it was quite interesting to see him mm. where he'd reined a lot of that in, and a lot of it was just in the eyes and everything. There was a lot of this... eyes. There was a lot of lip action. Yeah, yeah. I mean, He's this a... would have been the deciding factor for his career if he'd brought in all of those crazy mannerisms from, yeah. Yeah. like his previous roles. But, I, I mean, think obviously was... this is a chance for him to show, oh, I can, I can play the straight man. I can do this serious. But yeah, in indeed. the synopsis of the film, he's described as an offbeat scientist. So I assumed he was going to be a bit more of that. I thought that's why they've got Jeff. It's the different fact that he though it. because it's in what he says. It's not in his how... mannerisms. I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's not his his physical approach. It's, it's um, what he's studying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he challenges. He's he's challenging all of these people who have they work a very a specific way that they've known for years, yeah. and he he represents like the new fresh voice. That's true. Yeah, no, that's a good point. He um he actually says at one point that you know his goal is to try and improve upon this perfect miracle of life. Yeah, like which is quite like a mad scientist thing to say. There are some really little like nice little nuggets in this. Yeah, thought, man. That um to, there was that. Sp- uh, interview he had on the radio. Yeah, that, said, that, that's where he. Uh, yeah, that's where yeah, he drops that line as where well. Where he says about that surgery is just repetition. It's not. It's one two three one two three then one three two. Yeah, yeah. Surgery is only repetition. It's just uh, plumbing. One two three one two three and then one three two. It has no intellectual aspects. What do you mean no intellectual aspects? To a surgeon, the body's not sacred. It's a world, uh, but a world without God. He obliterates a sun, a star, and then changes his clothes and goes home. I'm talking about something else. The replacement of the fallible by the infallible. The perfection of this miracle we call life. I kind of read it that he was roasting surgeons. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was. Yeah. And that's pretty why it pissed off Donald Sutherland's character even more. Yeah, totally totally. He kind of mugs him off at the end of it. He does, doesn't he? Um, so enjoyability, I put six point five. Said so that it was lacking in some areas, um, but there were written characters. The characters that were written quite well. Like I quite liked Carol, who was the girl that was getting the the heart surgery done. Like the, I wish they'd spent a bit more time on her adjusting to having that new heart afterwards because mm. they kind of just leave it in the lurch at the end that she doesn't feel right and human anymore. Mm. And like, and there's a really interesting like moral quandary there with her about. Whether she feel, even though she's technically more healthy and whole now, she feels less whole because yeah. it's, even though yeah. the heart works, it's not her heart. 
And it's it's interesting that the film doesn't actually take a, a, a concrete position on this. It's, no. it's quite open. It's not biased at all. Like there's enough characters fighting either side, which allows you as the spectator to kind of form your own opinion. And I, I like You're not leaded that, towards yeah. one side or the other. Because it hasn't got a, 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 a not a purpose, but it hasn't got like an ulterior motive about mm. something. It's just giving you the facts and letting you make your own mind up. Um, do you either of you remember her second name? I've got it written down. And what is that? Severance. Interesting. Why? Just bringing that up. Severance. Yeah, her second name is Severance. What does that mean? To be severed from, to be a part of, to be uh. to be taken apart. Oh yeah, because yeah, I always off. know it's from like yeah. severance package, but that's because you're getting fired from a job. Yeah, so you know. That's actually. I just thought. I just thought. There's, there's and a... I guess Thomas and his wife Tilla are called. The last name is Vrain, which is very close to Vane. Yeah, there's there's a there's a Woo! theme within a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of sci-fi, specifically from sort of the eighties onwards. Where names are just fucking obvious and like on mm. the nose, yeah. And I actually kind of really like it. Yeah, mm. I like that sort of like. There's almost a pulp element to using like a very on the nose name for someone that I actually, no, I, I dig it. I've never thought it. about that before, but now you bring it up, I agree with you. Yeah, I do quite like it. It's quite an endearing yeah. thing. It doesn't happen anymore. Uh, Beth, your enjoyability score, please. I gave it a three, but again, from talking about it with you guys, mm. I'm gonna push it up to a three point two. Okay, well I. <laughs> Okay, well, no, I, I'm gonna go four. Let's okay, go four. well, I gave it a seven, so fuck. Uh, I really is, liked this film. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't give it a seven because that's what I gave Body Snatchers, and I prefer Body Snatchers to this. If you're giving it a seven, I'm tempted to just stick with a three to like balance. Look, you do whatever the fuck you want. You don't. do you, man. Yeah, don't let I'm us go three. You. Wow, you got you're trying to snipe this table. <laughs> do you remember when I you're gamifying? I, I'm being tactical now. It's like yeah, tactical can voting. Come down with me or something. So I'm just entering our numbers onto the matrix. Into the Linda board. Yeah, the Linda board. <laughs> Uh, when I'm nearly there. Okay, well, while you're doing that... I Beth, no more Jeff. What did you get for it? What um, would this world be without our boy? So without any Jeff, um, the, our, main, uh, our main surgeon dude wouldn't have had the, the backing mm. to support this scientific revolution. Yeah. Within... He wouldn't have had the actual product either, would he? We wouldn't have a... had the actual heart. Yeah. Someone else probably would have made it. Maybe, but I think the fact was that other people were making things, but they were just on a completely wrong course. Yeah, well, they so were his trying whole to replicate is, the heart, whereas he was. Yeah, wasn't. we don't replicate; we do it better. Yeah. So someone probably would have just gone into a graveyard and got a load of old bits from a load of bodies <laughs> and just like pasted them together with nice. super glue Scotch or something, tape. and then stuffed it inside that girl. And obviously, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, so Carol would probably be dead without Jeff. Let's not yeah, lie. So she yeah, would absolutely. Be dead. And there would be way more cows and calves alive in in Canada because they yeah. went through so many animals. There was a lot. There was a lot oh, yeah, of animal death. Animals pieces, not dead humans. Yeah, I just realised <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah, they, they tested the heart on so many different like calves that. They, they even said, like, there's fucking loads of animals down there. Mm. Well, also, he, he jokingly calls it the ranch at one point. Yeah. Jesus. Also, um, <laughs> that's actually fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, also, Enrico, the monkey, wouldn't have been here because I'm pretty sure he was, like, Jeff's little pa- passion project. Right, yeah. He died, didn't he? Enrico? No. Well, you saw him, like... He he's, was, he's blinking. He, oh, yeah, he wasn't dead. He was just fucked. He's just sleeping, but He wasn't sleeping. Who he's... blinks when they sleep? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, don't ask me about that ever again. Um, okay. No, he's just he's just chilling. Do you want to know something, right? So... Always. Um, I'm worried go, about Blinking this. when we sleep, right? This is, this is a weird thing, right? So when I was a child, 
I used to think that because when we're awake, we obviously a hundred times a day we blink, we close our eyes. Mm. I used to think that when you're asleep, you basically do inverted blinking, oh, yes. and you do the That's opposite really of blinking. Oh. And a hundred times a night, <laughs> you're just asleep, and then you just suddenly open them and close them again. That is beautiful. That's really good. I do sometimes do that consciously. If I'm in bed and my eyelids are a bit uncomfortable, I'll reshuffle them. Yeah. Uh, but not when you're asleep. You, you know do how, that consciously. Yeah. I think the edge of being That's awake beautiful. and asleep is like a real weird zone to be on. Yeah, I, I, like, I ride that way. Like this this, this <laughs> morning, I was I was lying in bed and I um, I had woken up a bit and then I was sort of falling back asleep. And then I was awake, but I snored really suddenly. And then I was like fully awake. And I, was, I literally went... <laughs> and like... Oh, it was a strange... You're a fool. Right. Strange. You're going to beat me this time. Taglines. Fuck. Okay, here we go, Sam. The first one. I believe in us. In this surgeon's hands... <laughs> in this surgeon's hands, life has no meaning. Okay. The second one. The perfection of this miracle of life. Mm. Number three. Surgery. It's just body Lego. What? <laughs> surgery is just body Lego? Um... Beth, you go first because I need to do some research. You can't don't, don't, it. don't you, you mo- remove the fingers from that pad. Body no, Lego. No, I want to know how old Lego is. No. I that was the first thought that came into my head. I think it's old. I think Lego was about then. Do we think so? Yeah, I think it's yeah. like an old, an old. And... Oh, it probably isn't from the seventies and eighties. That's, that's why there's so much of it now. It's because they're riding off our nostalgia from our parents. Yeah. So, so I think we can say that it's definitely not body Lego. <laughs> <laughs> Based on his fucking giggling. Body Lego. It's just body Lego. <laughs> Sorry, it really got me. It sounds like an advert for Lego. Or something. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, um, wait, what was the first two? Yeah, fire the first, again. The f- they were surgery. It's just body Lego. Yeah. I'm, I'm not <laughs> letting you... know that one. <laughs> just want to make sure it's not completely out of the race. Uh, in this surgeon's hands, life has new meaning. and New meaning or no meaning? New meaning. Okay. And the perfection of this miracle of life. That's a quote from Jeff. So I reckon it's the first one. Or I'm, the body Lego one. I'm going for the quote. I'm going for the perfection of this miracle of life. I'm going for the first one. Seb? Yes? You are weak. Beth, you are learning and you have won. I'm, ca- I'm catching you're, you're getting my fucking... I need to it switch now. it up now, yeah, mate. I struggled up, with this bro. one, to be fair. I, this is why I couldn't think of a third one, and Body Lego made me giggle for about really? 20 minutes. You create that from scratch brain, from yeah. your own scratch brain. Oh, it's, a- it's a play on a peep show thing of that plumbing is just water Lego. Oh, great. <laughs> mm, okay. I like it when you come up with these originally, Lily. If I if 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 it's easier, <laughs> then I will. But this one I just struggled, man, so I took the, the, the quote because it was a bit easier. It, mm. I knew as soon as Seb mentioned that quote earlier, I was like, this is fucked. But he still went for it. It's feasible. So- <laughs> he went for it. It's feasible. <laughs> I don't think they do that. I don't think they go, oh, what's the tagline? We'll just take it off from the film. Uh, what's the, what, uh, tagline guy. They always have a tagline. I'm pretty guy. sure they've done it in Star Wars, where no. Star Wars the tagline's garbage, false. So- you take care of what you say next. <laughs> um, I like garbage. So, Liam, I'm just going to make you specifically a little bit upset. Oh. Which is that this is scored exactly the same as Annie Hall. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, Beth, that's fine. It's surprised it didn't make Beth upset because you fucking love Annie Hall. I like Annie Hall. But you don't like this. 
think you guys hated Annie Hall. Yeah, that's true. I did. <laughs> um, so it scored 43. I Out need some 90. context. It's been a couple of weeks, pal. Um, so our current leader is 60, which is Body Snatchers. Yeah. So what's the number? Put this on a number. 43. No, the number in the Linda oh. board. 6th. Out of? The 13 that we've watched. Yeah. Okay, so mid mid mid. Yeah, I can fuck with that. It's not the worst, not the best. Just in the middle. Yeah. Easy That's how jobs. I felt, to be honest. That's how I felt about this film. Not the best, not the worst. Just uh, in the middle. Next is The Right Stuff, isn't it? Yeah, which I know nothing about. Neither do I. Going in blind like we did with this one, really. Um, I just also want you know, I did get halfway through typing my Google search for you. Oh. Um, and I and I was typing it wrong, and I and I was trying to write when did Lego come out, and I typed when do, and when you press space after that, one of the options is when do babies smile. Aww. Wow, the fact that you even entertained Body Lego for that long is insane to me. That you brand deal. What? <laughs> you think that Lego are really looking for that surgeon demographic? They're Maybe sponsored by Lego. Yeah, actually, that makes sense because they are no, building. No, don't, please don't put any thought. hearts in the film, and 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 they might encourage kids to build Lego hearts, and then, then one day they'll become surgeons. One day they'll become surgeons. And they'll build bigger hearts. Bigger hearts. That's insane. Better hearts. That's mental. Bigger. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that tracks, actually. There's no way that would happen. Oh, there's 18 minutes of Jeff in this film. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> we forget our own bits, isn't we, it? Uh, we forgot the bloom of Earth. Uh, no, I haven't forgotten it. Maybe you should do it now. I've been waiting for the right moment to bring it out. Bring I guess it, that's it. it. I'm going to piss it's myself. It's the bloom of Earth. Go piss, then we'll come back, and then I'll tell you about how he fits into all this. You can do it while I'm on the bog. No, I'm not going to do that. Bog. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do that unless you take the microphone with you. Go. Blummy. Blummiverse. Bloomiverse. You ready, for my, you ready for my blummy, buddy? Oh, man. Blew me up, soft boy. <laughs> so, there is a bit of a there's, a... there's a couple of little things in this where uh, Jeff is approached by people who seem like TV producers. Yes. Or, um, like, the radio host. They, they're getting a bit of a... The, uh, you got offered the job to host a TV show that was, like, displaying the frontier of science, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, as he said, he, he responds saying, uh, well, I don't just want to be a host. I, want, I have ideas. Would you like yeah. to hear some of my ideas? Um, and in 2020, where we currently are, um, a show has just come out, um, which is The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Which is a beautiful, beautiful show. Yeah, I've watched a bit of it. Um, which, I have seen it. Uh, Beth, so... You can be the, the listener surrogate. Um, it's a show where uh, Jeff Goldblum just sort of explores very specific topics. So, for example, the other day we watched an episode about where he goes to learn about denim and the history of denim. Or ice cream or sneakers or barbecue. And it's just him with childlike wonder going through all of these beautiful things. And and as he said, as outdoor going, he's got lots of ideas. Um so I think this is a direct precursor to the current timeline, Jeff. <laughs> I think this is this is the connection that might come right at the end of the timeline before we reach like where he hops back to get some yeah, deals. Yeah, where he comes back here. Um, so I think this is a very key moment we've we found. Mm. So we will be releasing at some point soon on I don't know the Instagram or something um, on the socials that 
a timeline of how we have experienced these films in linear time and how Jeff has lived them. Yeah. And a, and a comparison of those that will be being made soon. So it's been pretty linear up until the point, and now we've made a big time jump. Hasn't been that linear. He's been no, he's hopped around over. a little bit. Has he? Yeah. I've been off the impression that it's been quite consecutive. Uh, the films we've watched, he's hopped between a couple of times. Like it's not straightforward, but they are in like some of them are in quite close proximity to each other. Mm. Like, and these um, are all just theories that can be shifted and changed when more yeah when, when more information when comes more. to light. Yeah. You know, mm. it's like an ongoing it's an ongoing investigation and exploration and celebration. <laughs> Of Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, speaking career. of all of that, though, we do have an Instagram at, at Forever and Bloom, which we post like updates of the the show and other things around that. Yeah, if you're a Facebook, if I remember, person, yeah, if Beth remembers to post it, <laughs> there is a Facebook. Is there? Yeah, we don't use it yet, but uh, we also do have a Twitter account that we don't use. Yeah, we should probably do that, right? We'll, yeah. s- we'll start using it. And we've got an email foreverandbloom at gmail.com if anyone wants to get in contact with the show for any fucking reason whatsoever. If you have theories about how these films connect or about what Jeff might be up to in, or whether he has any ulterior motives, uh, that's the best place to get in touch with us. It is like a hotline and I will get very excited about any responses. Yeah. Um, but unless we have anything else to say... Um, it sucks. I feel like an asshole saying it to people, but just rate it if you can, the, the podcast, because yeah, it, it really help. helps jump up charts in the first few weeks. If you can just jump on iTunes and or the Apple podcast and give us a rate or review on there, then... Um, that really does help us at the beginning of this. Yep, makes us look good. It makes us feel good. It makes me feel good specifically. <laughs> um, I can't talk for the other two. Um, but also, like Jeff, what's up? <laughs> what's good? Please come on. What are your secrets? Come on to the show. Explain everything. Come t- join us on the couch. And tell me your secrets. Oh, mate. Jeff, tell me your secrets. Jeff. Tell me your secret. Cool, so I'm probably going to be have cut out Seb's mic in the edit by now because he's doing some absolutely disgusting <laughs> tell stuff. Tell me the so Jeff, to save you from all of Jeff, that, tell thank me the you secrets. for listening to the show. Tell me the secret. And we'll be uh, back, Jeff. I guess, in a couple of weeks with uh, the right stuff, I think. Yeah, yes. mate, unless we've got that wrong. Yeah, no, I think I'm pretty sure it's it. the right stuff. I think okay. we've got it. Okay. As you could say, the right stuff. <laughs> 1981. 83. 83. <laughs> Great. Fuck. What a sign up.